Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Birth, our podcast about everything birth, postpartum, and pregnancy related. I'm Ashley Carver. And I'm Taylor Carver. And we are a husband and wife who really love to talk about birth, probably because that's where I work, (coughs) in birth. (laughs) I don't have a choice. I just get dragged into it. I am a childbirth educator and a student midwife. Taylor is a... Entrepreneur and uh, money manager. Yeah. So we have kind of, you know, a different perspective, male versus female, but also, you know, somewhat yin versus somewhat yang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the topic for this podcast is something that we talk about uh, a lot in my work. And occasionally in my relationship, our relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And it is the topic of uh, trusting a woman to make her own decisions about her pregnancy and birth experience. As and, a partner. Yeah, as a partner. And what does it look and feel like to fully support a birthing woman and doing whatever she feels is best for herself and why that's so important yeah yeah cool so yeah we have clients occasionally in our practice my practice uh that come to us for our initial the initial consult and the birthing person, the woman, wants some, you know, a certain experience. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's a home birth in our case, but it could work for anything. I've also heard of women who wanted to have a hospital birth, but their partner convinced them to have a home birth. So, um, so yeah, we have women who come in, they want a certain experience for their birth and their partner is just not on board Mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason. A lot of times that's fear or money or just feeling like out of control. So what does it look and feel like as a man and as a partner of a birthing person to let that go? What do you think? Um, I guess I think the most important thing uh, that we've talked about is just kind of trusting the woman um, that she has inner knowledge that you, as the partner, will never have, um, assuming it's a female-male uh, relationship. Um, as a man, we're never going to know what it's like to have a baby inside of us and to give birth and uh, to be preparing for that experience. Um, and I think that you know, with, you know, just like a woman is, is never going to know what it's like to get hit in the balls. You know, um, that's what I, uh, an analogy I like to use. Um, and obviously those two things are nothing alike. But the point is that when you are a, a woman, you have been basically preparing for this moment your entire life. 
you know consciously or not right consciously or not yeah not not everyone is thinking about having a baby since they're like seven years old whatever you know um but as a woman you that is what that is like your main purpose kind of on earth is procreating just like men i'm not saying like that's all that women are good for or whatever i'm just saying that's like you know biologically biologically mm -hmm. that is what we are here women are here on earth to do and it's like this huge process so there's like an inner knowledge and like a you know if you want to say a gut feeling whatever intuition intuition yeah that women have about this process that men won't have men will base their decision off of like you know statistics and uh what a doctor said and what they read online and, and all that stuff which and there's nothing wrong with that or what they heard from someone else yeah or what they yeah like one of their buddies or whatever yeah and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I make a lot of good decisions by reading stuff online and, you know, stuff like that. But when it pertains to this, you know, this is like the most female thing out there. Um, and I think that we just need to trust that the woman is, if she feels a certain way, she wants a certain uh thing a, a certain way to birth um in a certain setting with certain people etc that we should just trust that 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 feeling is coming from a place of like knowledge and knowing yeah, and knowing. and it, that it really should come to fruition how how she wants it uh to be so yeah i i have two points um the first is that you could take it one step further and even in for example like couples that have two females mm -hmm. uh they're not going to have the same idea about like what is best right yeah even i mean it's just an individual even if they thing are a woman, yeah. you know like it's not just because it's a man versus a woman it's because the person who's actually going to be going through this experience right. is the person with the baby in their body yeah, yeah, and they need to be making this decision—the decision about what they want, based on what they actually want. You know, not right. not trying to be having to like convince their partner. And the second thing is that I'm just curious if you could maybe put into words like how you got to this point. Because like, what if there's a guy out there whose partner is like. Yeah, I want to have a home birth with a with a a midwife, or I want to have this baby by myself. I don't want anyone there but you. Mm. Like, how as a partner do you get to the point? How do you get past the fear? Like, what's that process look like? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I think with at least with me, you know, I don't know what it's like for everyone else. But I know with you, you know, I wasn't like, you know, you, you wanted uh, home birth and I wasn't like, hell no, but I was like, it's kind of, you know, it's a little out there. Um, now it's like, you know, it's not out there at all for us, um, but this is like, you know, three and a half 
years ago, um, before you were a midwife and, and all that stuff. Um, but, and I think what helped me, again, this is unique to my situation. Not everybody's going to be like this, but just from my, our experience, what helped me was, you know, I basically, I didn't like make you do a bunch of research and stuff, but I, it helped that, um, you hit me with a lot of, uh, facts and, um, you know, uh, stuff that appealed to my logical brain, you know, studies, statistics, um, and just also your confidence, like I played off of that, you know, and I think I do that in like everything, you know, with you, I kind of like, yeah, like, okay, like how badly do you really want this? And I, you know, make you or not make you, but, you know, show me, show me what this means to you kind of like, and you did that and you were, you were super confident. Mm -hmm. You were so confident um, in it. And I just, well, I don't know, I guess that when you show that much confidence and you did a bunch of research, um, and this wasn't a process we, you know, just thought about in one day, you know, this is something that we talked about for a while. So that I think really, um, helped me. You didn't just say, oh, I want a home birth because da 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 da, and that was it. Yeah, I think that makes me feel like it, I just feel like culturally there's this idea that when a woman wants something, she has to prove it to someone else. Yeah. You know, like when this process, this process of giving birth and pregnancy and whatever, like it's so instinctual and innate if yeah. we allow it to be. And even, like, the actual birth itself, like, you don't want a woman to be, like, thinking her way through birth. Right. Like, it would be su super ideal if a woman could just, like, feel her way through her pregnancy and not have to, like, justify anything yeah. and not have to come up with reasons and statistics and whatever. Like, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing if women want to do that but i also think there's such like sometimes a mass they need to right sometimes they need to to get the confidence because but if there's an inner in a relationship right a lot of times, but so. even though you're in a relationship like why can't both people in that relationship just trust each other right I like mean... why can't why do we both have to explain ourselves to the other person you know, especially women. I feel like culturally it's such a thing with like women having to be like people pleasers and like, you know, having their own wants and desires. Like, like, for example, this is not super related, but like if our daughter asks us for a bite, like the last bite of our food, I'm like, oh yeah, here, take it. And you're like, <laughs> you know, how about we split it? Or like, let me have this last bite because I'm really hungry. You know, it's like the difference between a man and a woman. Mm. And maybe those things are necessary 
culturally or like for the survival of the species or whatever. Yeah. But, but still it's like sometimes so frustrating to hear, Yeah, you know, that like women, we have to like explain ourselves right. to our partners. Yeah. Like what does it look and what would the world look and feel like? If women didn't have to do that, if women could right. just like go around and do whatever they wanted, just like how most men are able to do. Okay, we have maybe some more freedom in that, but not like total, full autonomy on everything. And also, in my defense and other men's defenses, uh, oh yeah, is that. It's, you know, our child too. You know, when obviously the child, the woman's role or the birthing person's role in uh, parenting and giving birth and everything is obviously like much greater. No one can deny that. But this is also still my child, the partner's child and so we feel not that just we feel but it is partial it is partly um i I don't want to say partly our decision i mean yeah we we should have some some influence i as if we're coming from a place of like love and you know um not fear uh, uh i think that you know there's and we should understand you as the woman and other women out there should understand that how the partner, the man or whatever, um, feels and yeah, I think you can't a... take that away from them and us. Right. But I also think that the birth isn't about, I mean, the woman who's carrying the child knows what is best for the child. For sure. And what is best for herself. Right. So her idea about that, mm-hmm. I don't think should have to be justified or questioned or compromised on. Right. Especially if it's for something like what we've been talking about in mm-hmm. terms of just like the partner being scared. Right. Or money being an issue yeah. or whatever other bullshit yeah. reason it is like yeah if, you're preaching in the choir yeah. i'm just saying like understand that that's a feeling that men and partners have is it's yeah part. of course i know but like so, i think part of that is just like cultural conditioning you know like no i don't think it's like it's your kid too right it's but, your kid like but it's i think it's different you know like a woman doing whatever she wants with her body i think that trumps kind of anything else, even if the baby inside is part someone else's. I think that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a whole totally different <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah. But, um, so what are some of the things that let's talk about that? Like some of the thing, the reasons that people, women don't have the birth experience that they want, like the reasons that the partner might, uh, you know, say is a reason to not give birth a certain way or, or reasons that the woman... Yeah, I like, think a lot of people just aren't uh, 
knowledgeable about how birth works mm-hmm. on a physiological level. And how know? important it is. Yeah, and how all of the steps physiologically are important. Yeah. And how messed up a lot of that is. Right. And gets it's in modern like, birth culture. Yeah. It's like, not like choosing a white car versus a black car. It's like right. choosing a yeah. Pinto versus a Lamborghini or something. like. Well, it's different because people don't understand like when when a lot of men i feel to correct me if i'm wrong when a lot of men think about birth and women too they think about like scenes from movies or or tv shows where it's in a hospital and there's like you know a bunch of people around this woman telling her (sighs) push and she's yelling she's got sweat pouring out of her face she's laying on her back on a bed like with her legs spread with a metal thing Yeah. yeah so uh that is not how we have always given birth mm-hmm. and i know that only for the last what like 100 150 years? years or something like yeah, that yeah so i think uh there are women who are 1000% more comfortable in an environment like that mm-hmm. like a sterile environment where they can go and someone else can basically deliver their baby like right take on that responsibility and some women and men are super comfortable with that but others uh i think just think that that's the norm without doing much processing or thought about it you know like they're not just like yeah you know hospital birth is what's best for me for xyz reasons they're just like scared of anything else Mm. Yeah, some of the reasons that uh, people don't have the experience that they want are money, right? Yeah, that's uh, a that's a definitely usually a guy thing. It is a guy. Sometimes a woman thing too. Right. But mo- yes. When it comes to birth and most, a woman having to justify what she wants, it's usually be- right. the money part is usually because of yeah. the guy and being as, concerned. As a partner... We should understand that, you know, first and foremost, you spend way more money and do a lot more research on things that are of so much less importance. You know, think about the research, you know, most people, I know when, when we bought our, uh, our last car a year ago, I mean, we did like a week of research. We're comparing and, uh, searching and doing some research and uh and all that stuff and i think that a lot of times when it comes to birth you just like you don't even you just kind of go with your gut what uh well the man does with your um and i think that if you kind of realize that this is one of the more important things uh, one of the most important things in life that um and also understood that, like you were saying before, that it has birthing in a situation that the woman doesn't want to has its own set of costs, long-term costs that not only are going to affect the woman, but affect you as the yeah. partner. Just to clarify, I think what you're saying is that like, if the partner is convincing 
the woman to give birth, for example, in a hospital, and she doesn't want to give birth in a hospital. Because a hospital might be cheaper and covered by insurance or whatever. Right, for whatever reason. Yeah. The woman is not going to probably have as good of a birth experience, which has impact on your child and the woman, like, very long term. And you know? the partner, because you're... Yeah, and the partner, because you're going to be having to support this right. woman as she, like, quote-unquote, recovers from a birth experience that is not her ideal. Right. So, yeah, a woman who is not super feeling, like, comfortable, safe, uh, warm, all of those things, uh, is not going to be able to give birth as easily, right. you know, as a woman who feels, like, completely in control and safe right. and all of those things. Yeah. So... Yeah, so as to the partners out there, if you're trying to convince uh, the woman to give birth, let's say you're trying to convince them to give birth at a hospital, and she wants to give birth at home, um, and you end up convincing her that the hospital is, is where you need to, to give birth, then this woman here is not in her ideal situation. She's going to be going through the toughest, what one of the most intense yeah. experiences of her life, and she's going to be doing it in a place that she didn't want to be doing. Yeah, and people who she doesn't necessarily trust know or, or trust. Yeah. And also think about, speaking of cost, like how does that affect your relationship long right. term? Right, You know, is there Especially guilt? if it doesn't go blame? how... Is there resentment like, right. for perhaps having an experience that isn't what she was dreaming of? You right, know? right. So I think insurance has really messed up a lot of healthcare and warped our perception of like what's normal and what's not normal. Right. And I don't think the fact that your care provider is not covered by insurance should be a deciding factor mm. because, you know, it's like a false sense of security. Yeah. It's worth it. And I think taking the responsibility for who your care provider is completely Mm-hmm. instead of just letting insurance dictate who it is, will help you have a better experience as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about like another aspect of, yeah, like I said, taking responsibility. And another thing that um, you talked about was um, a lot of women will say kind of like as a compromise um, that, you know, for example, uh, if they want to do a home birth, um, they'll say, okay, well, as a compromise, I'll do a hospital birth for my first birth, but then for the next one or the ones after that, then I'll, uh, uh, do a home birth. So what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think just going ag- again with the general theme of like compromise in this arena of birth is generally probably like one of the worst ideas ever. Yeah. And who's to say your first birth experience will be, you know, anything like 
what either of you want if it's not what you want as the birthing woman. You know, like, I think there's this, like, false sense of uh, control in a hospital. Like, a woman goes in and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a badass, which all women are, but, like, I'm a badass and I can, you know, just have the experience that I want regardless of the environment. Right. But, like, birth is not something that you can say that about. Yeah. You can't just, like, muscle your way through a good birth experience in a hospital when you have, you know... Conflicting. One million distractions going on, Mm -hmm. you know, other people telling you what, you know, they think is best, scaring you, thinking that your baby is unsafe or making you do things that you don't want to do, like lying lying your back or be strapped to the bed or whatever, you know, that creates more pain, which this is getting off topic, but like it's tension and tension is not what you want when you are trying to open and release your baby. Right. So I don't think we should assume as birthing women that we can prove ourselves by having a birth experience in, you know, whatever someone else says is acceptable Mm -hmm. the first time because maybe you won't be able to prove yourself, you know, and maybe it'll be traumatizing for both of you. You know, like I know someone who did exactly that. They said for my first birth, you know, my partner's scared. He's not comfortable with, you know, having a home birth, even though that's what I want. So I'm just going to rock my birth in a hospital and show him how badass I am as a birthing woman. And then he'll let me do whatever I want for my second and subsequent births. Yeah. And that person had, it was traumatizing for both of those people, yeah. her and her partner. Yeah. Because when you're in a hospital and your partner's like, you know, not having a good time and yeah. also trying to give birth, it's hard as a partner to see that and to cope and go through that and yeah. like feel helpless. And it's better to just kind of like get on the same page. Yeah. And not try to, like, prove anything to anyone ever with birth. I think a lot of people, like, even people that, you know, want to give birth at home because they don't, you know, trust the hospital for whatever reason, even they don't understand how gnarly it can get Mm -hmm. in a hospital setting and all of the things that you're going to have to deal with. Right. Like if you want That's a hospital podcast episode, you want to, yeah, yeah. But well, it, it matters for, right. cause people, women are, you know, making this decision. We're talking mm-hmm. about making the decision, birthing where you want to birth. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously we can go down this whole rabbit hole, but, but yeah, I mean, just like that person said, you know, I'm going to rock this birth and show him and da da da. And it was like, yeah, that was a gnarly yeah. Situation. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that we wanted to talk about is that um, a lot of men, uh, I mean, women do this too, but as far as in the, the birthing decision, um, make decisions out of a place of fear. And, you know, I think that as the role as men 
you know, obviously it's 2020, roles of men and women are changing, but uh, generally speaking, the man is the protector and the, you know, keeping uh, the family safe, you know, uh, if lion comes in cave, man will fight lion, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's our job or, you know, whatever we, it, I mean, yeah, it, whatever it is. <laughs> Uh, it is in some relationships, a lot of them. Uh, the man is the protector, and so by doing so, we like to um, avoid the, the quote-unquote worst-case scenario, you know, like uh, keeping the baby alive. Like, what's the uh, situation that we can birth in that will do that? And they don't, that's all they think about, just like, Avoiding the worst case scenario. Avoiding mm -hmm. the worst case scenario. And uh, supporting a woman where she's most comfortable means that the worst case is very unlikely to happen than if you were to fuck with her process. So don't mess with her process because mm -hmm. if you do, then you're only making it worse and you're, you're making that worst case scenario more likely to happen because she's not comfortable and confident and mm -hmm. you know you want to be you want to be comfortable while you're giving birth you want to be relaxed you don't want to be you know uh, thinking you want to be somewhere else like think right. about that oh my yeah. god that like would suck. that would suck yeah. yeah you can't just get up and leave you're there right. i mean yeah <laughs> yeah it's gnarly yeah so. so yeah um i think just the fact that we have to ask this question you know is very telling about us as a culture and like ultimately people i don't think think about the big picture when it comes to birth yeah they they are very short-sighted mm -hmm. both you know, in terms of, like, just their family unit and also as, like, you know, society, culture, our world as a whole because, like, imagine a world where women just, like, did whatever they wanted and get, had the births that, you know, they dreamed of, however that looks for them. Mm -hmm. I think people, number one, would have a lot more children <laughs> I think there would be a lot less mental issues because women would be bringing their children into the world in a like calm, peaceful mm -hmm. way, whatever the environment is, instead of like you know tension, stress, a lot of like you know stress hormones going on in both the baby and the mom, and then also like postpartum. Right. It's postpartum so much, is so much easier mm -hmm. when you have like uh an amazing uplifting birth experience yeah still tough as hell right but there are levels so much more manageable yeah you know because yeah. i mean you've had kind of both yeah types of births in both situations so I guess, yeah you know i know yeah and yeah what he's referring to is like our first birth was at home but it was more stressful for me uh, the birthing actual when my daughter actually when my daughter was coming out the pushing part 
and healing physically from tearing a lot and then emotionally from mm -hmm. losing what my idea of like what my ideal birth was like because mm -hmm. just because the last like 45 minutes basically yeah were traumatic and hard for me yeah so anyway i had like probably a year and a half of hard deep prenatal hard. or postpartum depression really. depression and anxiety and a bunch of stuff to go through and i can't even imagine what it would have been like if i had given birth yeah. and felt even less in control yeah. in a hospital or had an emergency cesarean section yeah. or something like that there are women a lot most well i mean a lot of women have much much yeah tougher not taking anything away from you no i know saying, like, they do yeah, imagine yeah. what tougher birth tougher postpartum yeah. tougher physical and emotional healing yeah like I think about the effect that, that, our, that, that had on our daughter. Right. Me being depressed and anxious for, the first for like year a and year and a half straight of her right. life. Yeah. Giving her my milk mm -hmm. from my body that was mm -hmm. full of stress hormones. Yeah. I mean, she's your kid uh, is basically, we always say not, you're not a separate, you guys aren't two separate people right. for like the first year or so yeah. because they're just a baby attached to you and yeah. drinking your milk and so, so yeah. they're feeding off of you guys are going through that imagine together. how different the world would be if you explode that on kind of a macro scale instead of just like our oh, yeah. family unit now like, we're talking macro imagine how different the world would be right if all of these babies or more of these babies, at least, mm -hmm. were born into a peaceful, calm environment, mm -hmm. no stress hormones, and postpartum that was, you know, manageable, manageable. to easy. Mm -hmm. Like, how different would the world be? My God. People wouldn't have as many, you know, emotional and mental kind of stuff going on, I feel yeah. like. Anyway. Imagine just... all the people. <laughs> just um, imagine, <laughs> like imagine the world yeah and how yeah i just cannot wait for the future because i know within my lifetime this is going to change so much like i know that my daughter is not going to have to like justify her birth decisions to anyone if she decides to give birth and i know that my son is going to be open and accepting of whatever his partner if he decides to have a partner who gives birth if she shows him enough uh, statistics and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's the future is going to be so different. But like, yeah, I just want to say as a woman to any person who is going through this process of like being pregnant and deciding how they want to give birth and like thinking about like, oh, what how am I going to convince my partner yeah like do you have to convince your partner can you just literally do whatever you want own it yeah own can it. you just like come into your power yeah yeah and do whatever you want and honestly I know that for some couples that would go down to like the choice of like having a partner period yeah. or not yeah which is really sad yeah I mean some partners are just like close-minded yeah and they will not right 
budge at all for this kind of thing. Yeah. So then it comes down to a woman deciding whether she has a partner to help her raise her baby or mm. give birth yeah. in the way that she actually wants to give birth. Yeah. And that is some bullshit, yeah. I think. But I think that, you know, if you understand how important this moment is, then I think that makes it easier to come into your power and like maybe disagree with your partner and you know yeah yeah I mean understand that this is a big decision and that it's something that you don't really want to compromise on you you shouldn't you shouldn't not yeah. just because of like the woman the power and all that stuff but right. because that's just the best thing for you and your partner is you doing and what your you baby wanted. and your baby yeah everyone th- for the world right and podcast <laughs> <laughs> how like how would a woman navigate this though you know like what if there is a woman who has to quote unquote convince her partner yeah and like what if it gets to a point where her partner's like i'm not going to be here supporting you if you choose to have the birth that you are yeah. talking about actually wanting. Uh, I mean, well then, fuck that person. I mean, for real. But but also, I think you just have to know, I guess, who your partner is. You know, is your partner coming from a place of fear, like, oh, I don't want the baby to die, whatever. Um, yeah, and then, then what are those fears? And how do you then, speak to those fears? Yeah, so then you can kind of, flip the fears on them well if i'm giving birth in a situation that i don't want to this can have lifelong effects of me the baby and you yeah our relationship right and you you're gonna have to deal with me being you know uh having a much tougher postpartum and and all that stuff perhaps and or if the person is uh you know more logical brain and stuff then maybe you it would help to i I know that you know yeah you shouldn't have to but this is life you know you you have to you can't not everyone can just be like i'm gonna do what i want and right you know we don't live in a a bubble yeah we We don't live in family units right partnerships and so do some more research and you know write a research report you know something (laughs) like that i don't know and by doing that, by Thinking, doing think a, like a think like a man, basically. Yeah, men like statistics and logical stuff and research. Reports. Research. Be like, okay, <laughs> you're afraid of the baby dying. Well, here are the statistics of a baby giving, uh, dying in the hospital. Here are the statistics of them dying at home, and you just be able to see, yeah, those numbers for what they are. Um, obviously, choose a source uh, for your statistics that shares your bias um (laughs) but uh but yeah and when you do that research and you you know hit them with all that stuff it's not only going to help you uh convince your partner that this is the right way but it's also going to make you feel more comfortable and uh uh confident in your birthing decision yeah yeah, and I guess all I all I want to say besides that is that having two different kinds of birth experiences, even though they were similar in a lot of ways for me, and like 
feeling the difference after my second birth experience versus after my first birth experience. Yeah. And the the work that I did between the two of coming into my power and taking responsibility Mm -hmm. and creating the experience that I was envisioning like that, all of that matters so much. And the difference that it makes is it could change the world. I told, I said this after I gave birth to our second child, like I want every woman in the whole world ever who to have existed to feel how I feel right now. Yeah. You feel like you can do anything. Yeah. When you give birth in your power, what mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, whether it's in the hospital and at home at a birthing yeah. center, whatever, like you are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And then you transfer those feelings to your baby, mm-hmm. you know, through milk and through energetics and hormones and all of that stuff. And like, yeah, I think... The most important thing is the taking the responsibility. Right, taking the responsibility. Your entire experience. Experience. Yeah. That's like the thing that you always talk about. Right. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, not giving up any of your responsibility to mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah, even if it's the person, this is the person you choose to be attending your birth and the mm-hmm. experience you want and everything, you you don't hand that off to this other person. I mean, in a way, you you are, but you're not, uh, you, at the end of the day, you are the one giving birth. Mm-hmm. No one else, they're kind of there, mm-hmm. guiding you, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it's you who's giving birth. And, yeah. Yeah. Has to be your experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say on this topic? Um, from your perspective, I guess not. Men don't be dicks. All right. You can trust me. I'm a man. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to our rambling conversation about this. A little bit of arguing too. That was fun. (laughs) And maybe it gives you something to think about on a different level than you've thought about before. Or maybe it's all stuff that you're inherently feeling inside of you and you've felt for your whole life. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it helps some people in some ways and maybe helps us think about birth in postpartum and pregnancy and the impact that all of those have on us as individuals and as a society and globally Mm -hmm. in a different way. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions about any of this stuff, we're very responsive. We love talking with people about all this stuff. Please feel free to reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley Carver birth. You can email me at love at Ashley Carver.com. And Taylor, do you want to say where you're? Um, If you'd like to talk to me, um, my website is www.darksky.capital. And you can email me at taylor at darksky.capital. Cool. Thanks for listening. And if you like, what you hear, 
please feel free to share this episode with your friends and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Spotify. And yeah, share with your friends. Share with your family. Spread the word. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.